If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The following podcast is an enticing media production. She's a business owner, best-selling author, and on a mission to find out what the Nell is going on here. Here's your host, Nail Tice. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the What the Nell podcast. I am your host, Nell Tice. And I gotta say, I am <laughs> I'm sitting here recording this right now, completely exhausted. Um, I am here today with my husband, Kenny. Welcome back to the podcast. She's, uh, there was a time crunch and she's scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. No. <laughs> I, I, look, those are just the realities. You, I'm we, we, we can explain at the bottom of the barrel. Um, convenience does come to mind. Yeah, convenience is going to have to win out uh, on this one. Yeah, so a little light backstory, I'll say. Um, if you're listening to this on the day that this comes out on Monday, May 16th at 5 a.m., we are recording this uh, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Because we literally just got home from a trip to Clearwater Beach, Florida, like literally got off the plane a couple of hours ago, drove home from Philadelphia and (laughs) dropped our stuff, got in the shower just to feel less gross and walked in here to my home office and started recording this podcast. (laughs) And I even fit a trip to the grocery store in somewhere in there. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, you got to eat. You have to eat. Yeah. So, you know, this is, we've been honestly wanting to do a podcast about this for a while because um, since I've begun all of my new uh, entrepreneurial journeys and adventures here, someone sitting across from me right now has also not discovered something, but has really gotten into the ability, his abilities to help people plan travels because. He is our resident travel hacking expert, points and miles guru. And, you know, if you want to know anything about all that kind of stuff, he's the guy. That's, you're painting me in a really, really great light there. Guru is, might be a stretch, but uh, I like to think I have a lot of this figured out. Well, you have a lot of people reaching out to you to help them. So that says something, right? Yeah, sure. So there, he does have a Facebook group. It's called Enticing Travels, and Enticing is spelled with an E in the middle, T-I-C-E, like our last name. So if you want to join that group for some helpful tips and information, check that out on Facebook, Enticing Travels. Yeah, check it out. Get into the group. Uh, it's just a group for um, people who like to travel, um, people who travel often. It's a place to share tips, tricks places that you travel, what you like about it, what you didn't like about it, and and just a way to educate each other about travel if you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely recommend joining that group. Um, So what we wanted to bring to you guys today is our top 
three travel tips for traveling right now, uh, middle of the year, May, (laughs) so we can keep this as current as possible, Mm -hmm. May 2022. And considering we literally just stepped off a flight hours ago, I think that we're pretty, this is pretty fresh in our minds. (laughs) Right. And it's changing uh, daily. Yeah. Yeah. These are, um, these are some interesting times that we're living in. So, you know, anything I think that we can share to help each other, um, especially with this type of stuff is really helpful. So, you know, considering the times that we are in, I think we're going to start with tip number one, and that is be flexible. Yeah. I mean, you have right now, especially if you're looking to do it, um, as cheaply as possible, not necessarily as cheaply as possible, but it, it, things are co- things cost more right now. Travel is no exception, and if you're looking to cut a, uh, cut a few corners as far as price goes, you need to be flexible right now. You need to start early, start doing your research, and you know maybe pick a destination, and maybe pick a time frame that you want to go in, but yeah. be flexible with those travels so that you can. You know, if you're especially if you're flying so you can pick the best possible time um, and the best possible price. Yes. Yeah. And that when we say be flexible, meaning, you know, if you're looking to get away from uh, Wednesday through Sunday, if you're trying to go somewhere. So typically and historically, Sundays are a very expensive time to fly home because Correct. You think about it. It's the end of the weekend. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get home for the beginning of the week. So if you're trying to do that, maybe think about a Tuesday through Saturday instead. And that might just help be more cost effective. I understand that you end up having to take an extra day off work if you have a normal Monday through Friday job. Mm -hmm. Um, But look at the bright side. You have that extra day after your trip to kind of regroup, do some laundry, unpack, and, you know, that that kind of thing. We we were (laughs) always... Never the people that did that. We'd always come home on a Sunday and we'd come home at like 11 o'clock at night and be at work by 7 or 8 a.m. on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, we, because we just tried to maximize our, our you know, time away. You yeah. Know, we tried to stay as long as, as long as humanly possible. But I mean, it's if, nice to have that day. I would, lo- I would do that now. For yeah. Sure. If it, it is nice to have that day to unwind a little bit, sort of a vacation from your vacation a little bit. If mm-hmm. it's, you know, if it's a vac- if it is a vacation or if you just travel a ton and, you know, either way, it's just a nice way to unwind, get a shower, relax a little bit. Cause typically when you're away, um, you're in a different space, different bed, which yeah. can affect the way you sleep. So it's nice to just <laughs> get a really good night of sleep and just regroup. Yeah. And it's just nice to think about, you know, if you have that time, you're not getting up for work on Monday morning, first day back from vacation thinking, oh, I didn't get anything for lunch today. I have nothing. I didn't go to the grocery store. I'm going to have to go to the grocery store after work. Or, you know, you just get those things done that you need to get done. And that's extremely helpful. But, I mean, being flexible also means be flexible during your travels, I know. So we went with a few friends, John, um, Aaron, Shorty. Yeah, you've met them. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, you met John and Aaron. You didn't meet Shorty. I don't know if he'd be into doing this yet. I don't know. We'll convince him. We'll get him there. Anyway, um, so Shorty had, in particular, had. Oh, and I think John did too. 
the option to, because we had such a full flight back, mm-hmm. he had the option to get bumped to another flight for a fee, or not a fee, but they would pay you. Yeah, cra- travel credit. Up to $750. Yeah, and it's it's difficult, and it's even more difficult if you're traveling with a family. You know, maybe you have a couple kids you're traveling with. I mean, that just... That throws a whole wrench into that theory. Yeah. But, I mean, the flexibility starts with, and it's not a guarantee. You can choose to get on that list, but you're not guaranteed to get it. But if you get bumped, um, you get the travel credit. And mm-hmm. typically what they'll do is they'll bump you to a flight later in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, or I suppose you could always pick you know, a flight the next day. But, I mean, this in particular, there was another flight from Tampa back to Philadelphia on American Airlines like two hours later. Mm-hmm. So chances are you might have been able to, you know, if you had a couple hours of flexibility built in, you might have been able to just jump on that flight. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so that's one of the things. But, I mean, if so an example of this, if you're living, if you live in the Northeast and you're listening to this in the Northeast, this is a big thing, two big things. The first one, if you can be flexible about which airport you fly oh out of. Oh, my gosh, yes. We have so many air. The fortunate thing is we have so many airports to fly out of mm-hmm. in the Northeast. I mean, within a two- to three-hour drive. Well, if we you live, so we live in central Pennsylvania. Yeah, if when I say in, Northeast, mid-Atlantic, Northeast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you live in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, I, I get, <laughs> didn't explain myself there. Yeah, so... Northeast, Mid-Atlantic. So if you live in the Pennsylvania, Jersey, Maryland, New York, New York, D.C. area, I mean, you have a lot of options. And yeah. Google Flights is a great tool to use. So you can actually choose uh, multiple airports to fly out of. Mm-hmm. So even if you know the week, you know, say you want to take a week and you choose that week, put that week in, those seven days. And then you can actually put multiple airports in, and what it'll do is then you can look at a at basically a calendar, and it shows you the cheapest days and the cheapest flights that you yeah. can fly out, and it uses all those airports that you put in. So if you're flexible enough to drive to Philly, to Baltimore, to one of the D.C. airports, one of the New York airports, mm-hmm. um, and all you're looking for is the best price, that's a great great way to do yeah it. google flights is absolutely amazing for that type of thing um it's also amazing for just plugging in a destination tell you telling it where you want to go and it'll find cheaper places to stay cheaper times of year to fly and, and so forth but yes and also keeping in mind that if you and this will get us into the next the, our number two tip if you have loyalty to a certain airline like if you have an American Airlines credit card, or if you have a Southwest card, also think about the airport that is the hub for that particular airline. Definitely. So we we have loyalty with American Airlines, and we have because we have a credit card. Um, it's usually cheaper to fly out of Philadelphia for us because Philadelphia is an American hub, at, whereas Baltimore is a Southwest hub. So it doesn't really make sense for us to fly American out of Baltimore. Correct. It's going to be more expensive, and the likelihood of you having a connection is going to be very high. Yeah. Because um, if you're flying, you know. Shout out to Charlotte. Yeah, if you're flying <laughs> south, I mean, there's a really good chance you're stopping in Charlotte. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Or west. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Charlotte's a big-time hub. So if you're, if you're trying to fly American out of uh, BWI, which is 
Baltimore, Washington. Um, chances are you're going to end up in Charlotte. Um, if you're going way west, uh, maybe Dallas. Yeah. So, um, and even further west, Phoenix. Yes. So that's also a possibility. Yes. Um, on American, but keep that in mind. Philadelphia, if you have a, if you have loyalty to American Airlines, uh, Philadelphia is your best option for direct flights to more locations. So. Yes, very much so. So that does bring us to tip number two. Can I just add one more thing? Oh yeah, fine. I would like to jump right in. So, also <laughs> in also in the Northeast, and Mid Atlantic, everybody's used to your uh, East Coast beaches, your Jersey beaches, your Maryland beaches, and things like that. And in season, <laughs> everybody is programmed to Saturday to Saturday because mm-hmm. in season, you're only going to be able to rent rooms uh, a lot of places Saturday to Saturday. They only do yeah. week rentals because they have a short window for the time when they make their money. So you, you you understand that, but you start when you start to factor in going further south to places like Myrtle Beach, to the Outer Banks, down into Florida. A lot of times if you if you don't need to necessarily take a week, you can bust two vacations out of your week, you know, if you have a week off, you can bust two vacations, two separate vacations if you fly like Wednesday to Sunday, and then you can do another small vacation on top of that because going to those places, you're not required to take that week. No, but we're, most but we're of them wired don't. in the Mid Atlantic and Northeast to say, oh, I have to take Saturday to Saturday when I go to the beach because the only way you'll get somebody to rent you something. And if you find somebody to rent you something other than that, I mean, you might as well rent a week because they're going to kill you. I mean, you're going to It'll pay. cost roughly your firstborn. Yeah, so if <laughs> if you don't necessarily want to take that week, definitely look into flying to Florida. And they have so many beaches, so many destinations oh where gosh. you can just do three, four nights. I mean, literally, you take a 7 a.m. flight, you're you're there eating lunch. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple and quick. And you can a lot of times maximize not only points and miles, but vacation days Yeah, by doing it that way. So just a little tip there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if there's nothing else to add to that, I'd like to move on. Sorry, I didn't mean to, com- <laughs> I, I didn't mean to take it over. <laughs> no, I mean, this is kind of your thing. So I, it's I just, want you to freely speak about this. I mean, I, I love this stuff. And, you know, the more we can help, because we just love to travel and travel just it brings a lot of joy mm-hmm. to our lives, and I think it could bring a lot of joy to other people's lives, too, and I'd love to be able to see them do it more. Yeah, agreed. Um, so tip number two is utilize and look into, if you're not sure, your points and miles that you're earning with your credit cards. And if you're not currently earning any points and miles or rewards, travel rewards, you need to be now look into that. Yes, you need to earn them, earn that free travel. Because honestly, right now with the way that things are so inflated, I don't think that we could be we could afford to be traveling like we are without points and miles that we've earned. No, for for sure. And I mean, the thing about points and miles, especially right now, is you're spending more money on everything, right? Right. So and you're spending that money regardless. Yeah. Like these are these are monthly expenses that you have that you're spending every single month and those aren't changing and you're not gonna stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, everybody needs groceries. Everybody yeah. needs you know <laughs> just to a blank just, on monthly expenses. Just everything. But I mean, so you can now maximize your points um because you're spent unfortunately <laughs> we're all spending more money, right? 
But now's the time to be to be spending it with a card that's giving back to you. And if you're into travel, uh, just a travel credit card, whatever it is that you want to get, um, get something that earns you something in return. Yeah. Um, because now is the time because yeah. everything is so expensive. So, I mean, yeah, you, you might know, as well get can, something for you what might you're as spending. well get something for all the extra, all the extra money that you're spending. Well, and also don't just blindly, you know, you hear a lot of, uh, um, ads and a lot of stuff on social media about the capital one venture X card. It's very heavily promoted. Mm-hmm. I think just because it's new, it mm-hmm. is a travel card. It has a pretty hefty annual fee, big time. Um, which is one of the things that you definitely need to look into when you're getting one of these cards, because they can vary from $0 to $700. And what you get for those fees is, I mean, gosh, the benefits range all across the board. So you need to be thinking about what kind of cards you're applying for, thinking about what makes sense. We talked about Southwest, um, Baltimore being a a hub for Southwest. Mm -hmm. We talked about Philadelphia being a hub for American. If I lived in the Baltimore area, I would have a Southwest card. Yeah. Because it makes most sense for me to be flying Southwest out of that airport and I can be using my miles there. Correct. I mean, the biggest thing is figure out what is the hub for the airport that you'll be flying out of the most. And if you want to get an airline co-branded credit card, yes. figure out who, what the hub is or what airline is has a hub at your home airport or your closest airport or the one that you're going to be flying out of the most. And if you want to do that, that's the that's the one that you want because that's where you're going to get the best price and the most direct flights Yes, and on that airline. Also, think about hotels, too. Are mm-hmm. you loyal to Hilton? Are you loyal to Marriott? And, you know, that is kind of, I mean, it's not as, I hate to say, as important as figuring out the airline card. But it just is, come, that comes down to preference. You know, what do you like better? Where do you typically tend to stay? But the the airline card thing, and also think about if you don't just want one airline loyalty card, get something like the Chase Sapphire that allows you to log into the portal and choose different airlines when you're booking. You can use your spread your points and miles that way. Sure. And I mean, look for good welcome bonuses. Um, most of the most well, all of them require a minimum spend within a three to four month period. So you may have to spend usually two, three to four thousand dollars in that stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Chase Sapphire Preferred right now has an eighty thousand mo- eighty thousand point welcome bonus. You spend four thousand dollars in the first three months, which is not hard if you're uh, if you're putting all your normal spending on that card. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, immediately you're going to have 80,000 points plus that initial uh, $4,000 that you spent, depending on what you spent it on. Um, you're going to be getting, you know, double mile or double points on some of those. So my personal opinion and my personal preference is to have two rewards cards. Um, mm-hmm. You can have more, but to start off with, and you want to do one at a time if you have none, because you want to make sure you want to make sure you get that welcome bonus. Yes. So you want to get the one, get your welcome bonus, get those points or miles, whatever the card is, and then get your second one and work towards the second one. So I, the two, I recommend the Chase Sapphire Preferred 
mm-hmm. for starters. Yeah. Um, that will give you flexibility to – you can book hotels with that, but we'll get to that. I would book flights with it. You can book rental cars with it. Mm-hmm. Even cruises. I haven't looked into that a lot um, yeah. to know how the point value goes with that because you want to make sure you're getting the most out of your points. Um, but I recommend the Chase Sapphire Preferred and get a hotel co-branded credit card and use one of them for your flights and one of them for your hotels because you have a lot of a lot of options and Chase has a really, really great travel portal so you can like mm-hmm. book flights directly through them. Yeah, it's so, awesome. Yeah, it's not Super hard convenient. to use. People think it's confusing and it's not if you haven't – I mean, if you haven't done it, it is, but yeah. it's actually really – not if you can go on Expedia and book a flight, you can do it through Chase <laughs> Travel Portal and use your points. I promise you that. You got people going to all these random sites trying to get the best price they possibly can, and then they say, well, "I don't know, I, I points and miles. That's that's a lot of work." Well, you literally went to eighteen different sites looking for <laughs> the best. Like, if you can do that, you can book a flight with points and miles. I promise you. <laughs> it just seems a little overwhelming. It if does. You're not used to it. It does. I mean, we're we're loyal to Hilton. I think their rewards program is the best. Well, keep in mind, their credit cards are also American Express. Correct. And American Express is known to have a an awesome point structure. Great point structure. The amount of points we earned uh, throughout the pandemic Yeah. Um, with that Hilton card got us. I mean, with the Hilton card that we have, uh, we have the Surpass card. Um, it comes with complimentary Hilton Gold status. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the pandemic, we earned diamond status mm-hmm. that we have locked in until 2024 just through credit card spending. Yeah, because um, they they raised they yeah. like doubled the point structure uh, on groceries, crazy things that restaurants. people were buying during the pandemic, yeah. and they structured it in a way so that you you would earn less points on things that you were used to buying during the pandemic and weren't. Like, yeah. So it like was travel. Very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it used to be. You only got these top tier statuses by your stays. Yes. I mean, there was no way around it. Um, and they really changed that uh, during the pandemic. And American Express was, was one of, if not the best. Yeah. And, you know, just with that credit card, we stayed, you know, seven days in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, four days in San Diego, mm-hmm. all for free using points and miles. And the best part about the Hilton, best part about Hilton is if you book four nights with points, mm-hmm. so the entire four nights with totally points, not not money and points, but total points, you always get the fifth night free. Yes. So you're basically booking five nights, and it's only costing you the points of four nights. And if you spend enough on the credit card yearly, you also get a free night certificate every year. So if you can like, <laughs> w- you can wrap that into it if you want to, and stay four nights, get the fifth night free, use your free night certificate for the sixth night. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're staying six nights for the points of four. Yeah. And the welcome bonus right now on that surpass card is 130,000 points, and it's completely easy to get. It's like two thousand dollars in the first three months or something yeah. like that. I mean, it's. It's amazing how easy it is to get some discounted travel. Yeah, and if if this series, I mean, it sounds confusing and overwhelming, but honestly, this is what you do. <laughs> so if anybody out there really wants some help or assistance understanding this and wants, you know, to utilize this information, you reach out. Yeah, if you're a fan of all inclusives, I mean, 
the great news lately is that uh, Hyatt Group purchased um, Apple Leisure Group. Oh, yeah. Which is the company, which is the parent company of AM Resorts. And AM Resorts is one of the biggest all-inclusive resort chains in the world, they might be the biggest. I can't say that. Yeah. I can't say they're the biggest because I didn't do that research. I know they're the biggest in the Caribbean. I think. Yeah, and they're actually, um, you know, they were Apple Leisure Group was an American-owned company. Yes. Um, and it was based here, actually, locally. Um, I'm not sure where Hyatt is based, but it was actually based in Pennsylvania before <laughs> the purchase. But the point to that is, if you get on Hyatt's reward program, which is World of Hyatt, yeah, and you get one of their co-branded credit cards. And you, they have, I think right now is a 60,000 mile or a 60,000 point bonus, mm-hmm. um, welcome bonus, and you earn with that card. I mean, there's a decent chance that you can go to an all-inclusive resort and possibly get a couple of free nights. And you know how, if you go to all-inclusive resorts, you know how much, how valuable a couple of free nights are yeah. at an all-inclusive resort. And on top of that, if you couple it with like a Chase Sapphire Preferred and you fly then for free. Mm-hmm. So you fly there for free, fly back for free, and have a couple of free nights. How much money does that knock off your vacation just by spending the money you normally spend every month anyway? Exactly. Get something back. Yes, yes. So that's some amazing information there. Very helpful information. We could have like an hour-long podcast about this, but we're not going to. No, because um, at this point, I'm ready to make some dinner and hop into bed. <laughs> call it a night. At least the but sofa. not before we get to tip number three, which is the most important tip of all. Be respectful. Oh my God. There's so many ways to not be respectful okay. right now when you're, tra- when you're something? traveling. I have seen on the past like three or four flights that I've been on since, well, yeah, March, San Diego and Florida. I have seen at least one person get up from the row that I was in and try to get in front of people when we are deep, deep planning, deep mm-hmm. getting off the plane. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how this works. <laughs> row by row. <laughs> like I get it. Like if you have a connection that you are in danger of missing, you're trying to, or something's going on. Just be respectful. You know what? No one's going to care if you say, you know what, to the person in front of you, I am so sorry. I hate to be this person, but I'm about to miss my connection. Everybody is going to let let you you go. go. Yes. Just be respectful. Just just vocalize it. Yeah. Communicate. And don't just be the you know what that just is not saying anything on your cell phone, acting like you're more important than everyone and you need to be off this plane first. So, okay. I fented and got that off my chest. That's okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's just little things like when you put your bag in the overhead bin, right? <laughs> yeah. Put it in in a way that it fits and that you can maximize the space for other people. Turn it on your side. Turn it on its side. Don't don't put it flat and lay it like lengthwise so it takes up half the overhead bin. That's the first thing about the overhead bin stuff. And yes. for crying out loud, gentlemen, if you see a female traveling by herself and she has yeah, help her offer to help with the bag. I'm not saying that she needs your help. I'm saying it's the nice thing to do. Or, you know, if you if you are traveling around, you see some older folks mm-hmm. help them with their bags. Yeah, like, or anybody that's just you're, looks like they're struggling. Yeah, nobody's going anywhere. You're on the plane. <laughs> yeah, like just 
help each other out, be nice to each other. This is these are rough times we're in. Yeah. And just a little bit of kindness is going to go a long way. Just don't be that person. Can we also talk about putting your uh, luggage in an overhead bin space uh, in accordance within the range of your seat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> put it. Try, oh my put gosh. it as close. I mean, if you're boarding with the last group on the plane, you're going to have to put it wherever you can put it. We've been there before. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, don't stop on the way onto the plane. Put your luggage in the overhead bin and then sit 20 rows back. Right. Like, yeah. you know, tr people try to keep – because some people, are, for whatever reason, are going to need to get to their luggage, and it'd be nice if their luggage was right near them. And if you're taking space – above someone else's seat, they might not have room for theirs. Yeah. So there's just etiquette to this stuff. Yeah, and, just and I think the courteous. most important thing to note is, you know, now we have this choice of being able to wear masks uh, in a public setting, mm -hmm. especially in the aviation industry. Um, I would say that 97% of people I saw were not wearing masks. Yeah, that's true. Um, and we, there's no point in vocalizing your distaste for your seatmate or someone else that you happen to be passing their choice. Everyone is encouraged to do what is comfortable for them. And what is comfortable for them may not be comfortable for you. And that's okay. It, you know, you just have to be respectful. Don't say stupid things and, no. you know, start fights. And it's just, yep. oh, that's it, so frustrating. Yeah, we didn't see any of that. And that's good. No. Um, you know, I, I thought we had. Uh, what you hear about, I'm sure, are very yeah. isolated insta in instances. But it's just important because I feel like in these situations, everyone's just in a rush. It's all about you and you're just trying to get to where you want to go. And you know what? We're literally all in this together. We're all traveling. Just yeah. be respectful. A air airlines are no different than anyone else. Everywhere else you go is understaffed. Mm -hmm. They're understaffed Please don't yell too. at the gate agents. Well, yeah, whether it be <laughs> pilot shortages or, you know, just... Whatever it is, and it's just like. Please also don't yell at the flight attendants. Just no, yeah. <laughs> like, please don't punch them. I just. I mean, yeah, it's everybody uh, wants to fly safely. You know, we had we had a good experience, um, and you know, shout out to American Airlines to be honest with yeah. you because we had, um, we have loyalty to them, and we had a couple. This is pre-pandemic. We had a couple suspect. Uh, just experiences with them and it wasn't necessarily people um we kind of thought their planes were getting a little old <laughs> and come and on that flight it, to st martin we had <laughs> we still had corded phones in the yeah in the and they had we, we the yeah we started having problems with the plane like yeah. two flights in a row we had the one in philadelphia to st martin was a, a good example like literally had to change get off of the plane and they had to bring <laughs> another plane in um, but they've done a nice job with updating their fleet, I think. And since, you know, since the pandemic and during the pandemic, um, we flew with them uh, several times now. And, you know, shout out to them. They've done a good job. Yeah. They've been on time. It's been, you know, everything's been good. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, after all that, those are our top three 
tips for traveling right now as of May 15th, 2022. Yeah. So, you know, things consistently change, um, you know, by the hour, by the day, by the second sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, just be mindful and, you know, make educated decisions and do what's right for you, I think is the biggest thing that you can do out of all of this. But really think about these things when you're going to travel right now and everyone... You and hopefully everyone around you will have a more pleasurable experience as well. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And just like, yeah, she, like she said, she said, just be <laughs> mindful about everything around you. Be mindful, be respectful, be flexible. Yes. And get out there and travel because I think it's the best gift you can give yourself. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to keep this one short and sweet today. Next week's episode will be exciting for all of you folks that don't have children. So stay tuned for that one. And I want to say thank you so much to my very convenient bottom of the barrel guest, <laughs> my husband, Kenny. <laughs> you, you know that if you hear me on the podcast, it was like, oh, crap. No, <laughs> we need to get something. Look, and you're going to have weeks where you're traveling for whatever reason, and you got to squeeze something in. And this yeah, is it's important to stay consistent. It's important to stay consistent. But this is a topic that we've been kind of tossing around or you've been tossing around for the podcast. And it's like, well, this is as good a week as any to talk about yeah. it because, you know, this is, you know, it's we're both here. So yeah. and it is fresh in our minds and we just use points, miles, you know, whatever you want to say. So, yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, again, uh, if you have questions, if you want to know more information about how to maximize um, points and miles or any way that you can maximize your travel, um, I will link uh, Kenny's contact information in the description of this episode below. And also, don't forget to check out his Facebook group, Enticing Travels. Uh, it's a group for everyone interested in anything having to do with travel. Mm -hmm. So... Thank you again for being my savior in consistency this week. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> and stay tuned for next week's episode. And thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. <laughs>